Hello and welcome to Music Matters, a podcast dedicated to our love of music and also sometimes hatred of music. It can, it can kind of interchange. Mm-hmm. I'm your host, Kyle Hillman, and with me as always is Andrew Nichols. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I still have my tea. Quick side tangent. These Yeti cups, <laughs> I don't know if anybody's ever had used them before. They're mind-blowingly amazing. I absolutely love them. I made this tea like three hours ago, and it's still hot. Nice. We're not Most sponsored by them. Yeah. We're not sponsored <laughs> by them. I'm just saying, they're they, they're life changing. Absolutely love them. Maybe I'll have to check those out. Huh? I think so. So yeah, I'm doing great. I'm excited. This week's episode <laughs> is going to be good. Yeah. It was um, I guess one of our favorite topics, favorite genres of music, maybe. I know for me it is. Definitely one of the most inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to be in a bad mood when you're listening to soul music. That it is. And this week's episode is all about soul music. Later on, we're going to be going into the top five, what we think are the top five soul artists from the 70s. And the album we listened to this week was kind of in that same vein, just kind of more modern. With Emmy Seacrest's Blue, which was released in February of last year, I believe. Yep. So, without further ado, here is a little piece from Emmy Seacrest. So that song was called Roller Coaster, and um, yeah, kind of like what you had said. Um, it's definitely a throwback to some soul, kind of funk soul music and bluesy, mm-hmm. but uh, definitely with a new age twist on it too. And you yeah. know, this is honestly where I really wish pop music would be. You know, she's definitely got the voice that I think would draw to a lot of people and does draw to a lot of people, and. Um, all the real instruments too, you know, it's, it's definitely very well done musically. And I guess this is what I wish Bob music would be <laughs> what I hope for. I agree. This is kind of like a modern take on what that 70s soul sound kind of was. If you take, you know, 50 years worth of additional music and, and evolution, um, right. you, you kind of get what this album is and it's really fun and she's amazingly talented. Yeah. Lots of very good songs. Like, what do you want? Definitely. That's one that gave me chills every time I heard it. Yeah. That guitar solo in the end is crazy good. Yeah. And even there was one, I, correct me if I'm wrong, it might be calling me crazy, but it had, like, it started out and it felt more almost trappish. Um, but mm, it, it, I don't there, remember for sure. But There was one song that, that was like, oh no. <laughs> like, it's, it's just going back down to this. And it didn't. Like, yeah it just incorporated elements of it and it was very uniquely her sound. Like I can't think of anybody else that sounds like this. No. Right now. Yeah. 
Yeah, kind of a bluesy throwback with her vo- vocal style, but yeah, definitely very new age and different from anything else I've heard. Yeah, it's a very fun record. It's really short. It's an easy listen. It's only eight songs. Mm-hmm. It's done in 30 minutes, and I would like to hear more from her. This yep, was she uh, just released a new single. Did she? It's called Push Ya. Oh, nice. And so, yeah, should be coming out with a new album sometime, I would imagine. That would be exciting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep her on my radar. Yeah. Because that album was very enjoyable to listen to, and you guys should go check it out, too. It's highly recommended. Yeah. Especially for something different where everything nowadays in pop music is is very kind of dance-orientated and EDM-influenced. Uh, this this takes a throwback approach. Yeah. It's refreshing. Definitely different. All right. So now that... Um, now that we're back into our kind of our regular schedule, our regular groove, it is now time for us to go check out what the people have been listening to this week. Yeah, it's been a while, huh? It has. So I'm excited to see what's new. This should be a whole new list. I don't know if I'm going to know what's on it, but... <clears throat> well, it's, it's an odd list. How about that? <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything less. What's number one? Uh, number one, we have a soundtrack, uh, <laughs> The Greatest Showman. The Greatest Showman? Yeah. That's a soundtrack. Yeah, I guess so. And that's that would number have, one. That would also imply that it was like a show or like a movie. A movie? How I do would we imagine not? a movie, but I don't know. I guess we're out of the loop, huh? We are so out of the loop on this. What is the showman? I don't know. I guess we got so anyway. more, re- more research yeah. to do. All yeah, right, soundtrack on. number one. Move number on. two. Uh, we got Ed Sharon with Divide still. I like that record. That's a fun record. Yeah, but nothing different. No. Uh, number three, Taylor Swift with Reputation. It's growing on me. The more I listen to it, the more <laughs> I like it. Uh, number four, moving on. G Easy, The Beautiful and Damned. See, now this one is the exact opposite. I like it less and less every time I hear it. <laughs> I can't say I ever liked it. Well, yeah, it didn't start from a good spot, and <laughs> oh, then okay. it, it just got worse. I see. And number five, Kendrick Lamar. Damn. Damn. That's all you can say. That is the album that won't quit. That's almost yeah. a year old now. I know it. And it's back in the top five. Just moved back up to five. It's, it's, it's a slow, slow month right now for, <laughs> for new releases, but that album definitely deserves to be up there. Yeah. That's not a bad list. I like three out of the five off the top of my head. But it's weird. It's pop music. It's nothing that's new, really. I mean, I guess the Taylor Swift album. Well, I guess and Cheesy, but... Yeah, and that showrunner well, yeah, soundtrack, <laughs> showman, showman. I don't even we know showrunner. I don't even. <laughs> don't, don't Is that even like know what Blade Runner mixed yeah. with this? <laughs> I don't know. Nice, good list. So now we can move on to the meat and potatoes. This is what I've been waiting for all week, and hopefully, I'm thinking we're going to be pretty like-minded in our choices. I have a feeling we are. Yeah, because if you're thinking. 70s soul music there's certain names that stick out above the rest and i'm pretty sure we're thinking the same names yeah so we didn't really have much criteria to this i don't think other than just really big impactful great soul artists am i wrong no um yeah it was kind of a little tough we kind of talked about this too you know the difference between soul and funk is a very fine line. Yeah. So we did notice that soul music in the early 70s was, I think, at its peak. And right. for like the first half of the 70s, it was great. And then it kind of splintered into 
disco and funk being the two paths people went. So a lot of, I think, our artists that we chose are going to be, um, their highlights were in the early 70s. Right. Early, early to mid-70s was the peak. Yep. So let's just get this list started. What was your first choice? I guess first off, I will go with James Brown and A Man's World. So this song actually came out in 66, but obviously, yeah, (laughs) whatever, (laughs) but uh, still very popular in the 70s. And um, I think it just showcased his most soulful song. He is obviously the godfather of funk and soul. And um, I think most of his songs are definitely more on the funky side than soul side. But this song is obviously very soulful and I think the best representation from him. He does provide like an interesting quandary in that soul funk debate. Right. And yeah. I was even asking you about that. Like, does he even count in the seventies? <laughs> because in the sixties for sure. But in the seventies, he, he really He was probably the earliest one to move towards the funk. Yeah. And yeah, he it's just hard not to include him. It's true. He's a legend. He's he's James Brown, he can do whatever he wants. Right. And he was on my list for a very long time until the very end, and I I, I lopped him off. <laughs> and in his place, I put one of my personal favorites, and that's Al Green. Love and a happiness. Wait a minute, something's going wrong. Someone's on the phone. Three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Talking about how she can make it right, yeah. So going back to this this idea of that soul music was at its peak in the mid seventies, early to mid seventies. Al Green is a kind of a perfect example of that. Like he saw his biggest hits um, in like seventy two, seventy three, seventy four, and then he kind of fell out towards the latter half of the seventies. Due to some personal reasons and him joining the ministry and starting to focus on um, that rather than more secular music that he had done in the past. Right. The stuff that he did in that time frame, though, is legendary and just, I find it personally really enjoying to listen to Al Green. He's always one of my favorites that I'll always go back and put on. Yeah, he's always one of my, been one of my favorites too, and he was on my list as well. Um, I think he's definitely one of those ones where he, like you said, got out early enough to where he stayed pretty much strictly soul. And I think it'd be pretty much impossible to make a soul list without Al Green on there. Yeah. Love and happiness. It doesn't get much better than that. No. That's such a feel-good song. You can't put that song on and feel bad. (laughs) Like You just want to keep listening to it. It's so great. All right, next for you. So for me then, I went with uh, probably my personal favorite, which is Bill Withers. Uh, but my answer uh, uh, 
song was called Use Me and came out in 72. Um, Very closely related with Al Green and very much along the same lines. And, you know, another one that I don't think you could make this list without so many good songs and, uh, you know, just a complete list of great soul hits. He's a little bit more underrated, I think, than Al Green. Like, he's the underrated version of Al Green. Right, and a lot of his hits have been, you know, remakes that people have done, and you don't even always know that it's Bill Withers. Yeah, exactly. He was on my list as well, but I figured that you had him, so I wanted to, like, (laughs) diversify. Yeah, I I just, I had a feeling, so I wanted to diversify it just a little bit, and that's the only reason why I didn't put him on there, because... That's fine, I've done that before. Because he needs to be on there, and I love Bill Withers. Next, I chose, I think this is the only other artist that we didn't agree on or didn't choose. Mm-hmm. And that is Bobby Womack. I'm not saying what I did was all right. Trying to break out of the ghetto was a day-to-day fight. Being down so long, getting up didn't cross my mind. But I knew there was a better way of life and I was just trying to find. Across 110th Street is a hell of a tester. Across 110th Street, So, along with Bill Withers, I think Bobby Womack is maybe a little underappreciated um, in the big scheme of things for just how good he was. He was a bit unique in that time frame, too, because soul artists back in that, those days, mostly they just they were vocalists and that was that was mostly it and bobby did just about everything he played guitar he sang he produced he he had his hands in the entire product and he created some really really memorable songs and he one of the other things that that kind of popped up throughout listening to um the soul music in the 70s was the kind of the, the political songs that kind of came out of it, um, mm-hmm. starting with Marvin Gaye, but then also with Bobby Womack and the song that we listened to, 110th Street. They're talking about real world issues that are affecting the the world, the circles that they're that they're in, and I think that was incredibly impactful and powerful. That that's still relevant even today. So yeah, I think he's just massively underrated. Yeah, I'd agree with that. That's um, it's one that I definitely know the name, and I know I've heard some of the songs, but I've never really listened to him. So yeah. And after uh, this episode, I'm definitely going to go back and listen to him more. So next up on my list, then let's go with you were just talking about Marvin Gaye. So Marvin Gaye. This song is called Got to Give It Up Part One. 
and this one was breaking the rules a little bit. This one is um, this one was released in the late seventies, and it was it was made because the album or the the record labels wanted Marvin to get into the disco scene, so they're like make a disco song, and he gave him this, which is fantastic because right. it's, it's it's kind of like a sly um, middle finger. Like, right. No, I'm just gonna do what I want. Yeah, and he's this he's, is your disco. He's kind of famous for it, um, and that's kind of the reason why we love him. Yeah. He's he's one of my desert island artists, right? Like if if I, if I had to have one one artist that I could listen to on a desert island, Marvin's up there. That is a good choice. Uh, another one that I don't think you could make this list without having him on there. Who would that be? Marvin Gaye. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought we were transitioning. No, no transition. Okay. Just saying, I think he's one of the obviously one of the godfathers of Soul too, and yeah. so many great hits that are very iconic, and everybody knows that name too. Yeah, it was it was fun going through his '70s catalog and choosing a song that isn't the obvious choices. Yeah, that was that was quite fun. So the next choice on my list was I had a hard time deciding. Yeah, this one was a little difficult too. There was a. Lots of big names. Yeah, but I decided to go with Aretha Franklin. So that song was Rocksteady. And by this time in the 70s, Aretha had already had already established herself as one of the preeminent vocalists and artists um, working at that time. And the 70s just kind of solidified that and, and really cemented that she's the queen of soul and you're not going to top her. Yeah, for sure. I was debating between either going with Diana Ross here but ultimately, I think I think Aretha was just a little bit more consistent, and I think Diana took off more in the '80s. But yeah, you I'd can't really you can't really go wrong either way. No. So I, I went with the Aretha this time. But yeah, I would have gone with Aretha too. Yeah. And last but not least, this is probably the undisputed <laughs> number one, like heavyweight champ Muhammad Ali. It's not getting any bigger or badder in the 70s than our first choice, which is Stevie Wonder. A boy's born in hot time, Mississippi, surrounded by four walls that ain't so pretty. His parents give him love and affection to keep him strong, moving in the right direction, living just. So that song is called Living in the City, which came out in 73, I'm pretty sure. Somewhere in there. And uh, yeah, like you said, just kind of undisputed champ on this one. You obviously got to throw Stevie Wonder in there if you're talking 70 soul. Yeah. Yeah, his output 
throughout the entire decade is absolutely prolific. Yeah. And he was already on top of the world in the 60s growing up through Motown and Mm -hmm. he was already a household name. But after Marvin did what's going on and and kind of broke the the floodgates open as far as content, Stevie just like took that and ran. Yeah, for sure. So I think he's going to be our number one. I think so too. Because it's Stevie Wonder and it's the 70s soul. So there's no argument there. Yeah. We might have some tough debates uh, further yeah. on down the list. Um, obviously, we had a lot of um, duplicates this time, so Marvin will be on there. Mm-hmm. Stevie. Who else are we missing? Uh, that were duplicates. We had Al Green. We both had Al Green. So that's three. That's three spots taken from duplicates. <clears throat> that leaves two spots open for James Brown, Bill Withers, Aretha Franklin. And Bobby Womack. And Bobby Womack. How do you fit those four into two? Because I feel like that's what we have to do. Well, I think one has to be Bill Withers, but... I feel like that's taking the same spot as Al Green, though. But it's not. It's Bill Withers. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) I know what you mean, but... That's true, yeah. It's just two guys that are very similar that are both amazing. I could understand not putting Bobby Womack on there. As much as that pains me to say, it makes sense that he wouldn't necessarily be on the top five list because he, he, he in my mind, he, he, he fits that underdog role right. so well. Like, so you get done with that top five list and then you hit him with like, bam, here's some Bobby Womack. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So I, I, can, I can concede to that one, which leaves us three. And two spots. And two spots. How do you argue with James Brown too, though? You could you could argue James Brown because he did more funk, but isn't he called the Godfather of Soul? No, I think that's Sam Cooke. He's the Godfather of funk. Oh. Sam Cooke's the Godfather of Soul. Sam Cooke. Yeah, go back to the fifties. That dude was trailblazer. We could do a whole episode on Sam Cooke. We could. We might have to do that soon. I like Sam Cooke a lot. So I would argue because. James Brown did mostly, like, he invented a whole new subgenre of music in the 70s. That he's his own separate list. I just Googled Godfather of Soul. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're popping up James Brown. Oh, no. So I'm going to go ahead and solidify this with Bill Withers and James Brown. No. So that means you're leaving off Aretha Franklin and? I mean, Godfather of Soul and Bill Withers is my favorite. That's what I'm going with. I could have swore it was Sam Cooke. <laughs> Google doesn't lie. Oh, Google <laughs> lies all the time. Never. I, do, I, can't, I can't stick with, I can't do it with the James Brown. Because give me the soul song in the 70s that was so iconic and so great. No. Exactly. <laughs> He's pleading the fifth. You can't do it. Because he was, uh, all, he was all about the funk. Sam Cooke was the king of soul. King of, Okay. Which is way before James Brown. Right. I'm, I knew it was something. I knew it was there. Yeah, you I'm, were close. I'm glad you validated me. That, that saved a little bit <laughs> of my sanity back. there. <laughs> so what are you saying then? I'm Bill say- Withers and who? I'm saying Aretha. I'm saying Aretha because she just knocked it out. And 
it's Aretha Franklin. She was actually doing soul music in the 70s and a little bit of funk, but... I mean, he was. He's all funk, man. Have He's you all, listened to every single James Brown song? Like, but you got to put me on the spot like that. No, I haven't. Exactly. Not in the 70s, but, but... I will concede, and I will go with Aretha. But in the spirit of friendliness and harmony, yeah. I'm not saying James Brown is not amazing and that I absolutely love all his 70s stuff because it's great. Right. No, I'm okay with that. I think he just needs to have his own episode as well. <laughs> the James Brown episode. That's, we could do that. His career is big enough that... We could do that, and it would be kind of interesting to do. Yeah. Okay. Whew. I'm glad we, fu- we figured that one out. <laughs> so our top five list of the top soul artists in the 70s, Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye, Al Green, Bill Withers, and Aretha Franklin. There you go. And there is a numerous list following right behind them. Yeah, all tied at six. Of all the artists and performers that we didn't mention. So no offense to them. They're just on our next episode. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that will wrap us up for today. It felt good to be back. Yeah. Doing, doing our regular episodes. And this next episode that we're doing next week is going to be interesting, I think. <laughs> We weren't excited about any of the new releases coming out, so we decided we're going to go back to uh, a throwback, throwback to our childhood. And we're going to listen to Tenacious D's first record. Is it just, it's just called Tenacious D, right? Yep. Yeah, the self-titled album. It's going to be interesting to go back and listen to that. And yeah, it's been a while since I yeah. went all the way through it. It'll be curious to see if we still are enthusiastic, as enthusiastic about it as we were back then. And our top five for next week is going to be along those same lines. The top five jokey songs of all time. The, the songs that don't, that don't take themselves too seriously. That are just kind of fun. And we'll see what happens. Yeah. So until next time, peace.